right, guys, real quick before we get into this draft stuff, I just want to remind you this episode is sponsored by Ladder. So make sure you guys check them out. It's a great product. Uh, they make proteins, hydration stuff. They make these awesome shakers. Uh, and Ladder is owned by uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, LeBron James. Just two amazing individuals. First of all, I, I love both those human beings. Uh, but the reason why they came together is they want to change the way that supplements are, are made. Like they wanted quality supplements. So they got together, got a bunch of the best scientists in the world to come together. Cause I mean, these are two people who can do that. And so they brought these people together to make the highest quality, uh, products and just the safest ones because you get a lot of impurities in some of these lesser products these ones you're not going to find that in fact they have a third party that tests their stuff for quality so a party someone who does not work for their company to make sure that they give us the the customer i say us because i i am also a customer uh the best quality product that that you can I'm excited to have them sponsor our show. Uh, I ordered a box from them. I wish it's uh, downstairs. It came in awesome packaging. Like it came in, it just looks amazing. Like the whole thing is is amazing. You know it's a quality product from the, the moment you receive it uh, before you even put it into your body. And then once you start using it, you're gonna realize it immediately because the results you see, you feel it. Uh, it it's a great product. I, I couldn't couldn't be uh, more happy to have them as a sponsor because I actually use their product. Uh, they they help you unlock the best in any situation. Just a fantastic product, again, guys. And they have a promo code going on right now. Uh, you type in better every day all one word uh, and you could get 30% off everything on their site so uh, I mean that's one third off anything you're buying basically uh, great great uh, product I highly recommend it make sure you guys check them out and yeah I'll Welcome to Clock Management, everybody. It is the 29th of April, 2020. I'm your host, Justin. And as always, I'm joined by Perry. Hey, what's up, Justin? Just curious, are you related to Jean-Claude Van Damme? I don't believe so. Hmm. That's interesting because Jean-Claude Van Damme, you look good. <laughs> and I, In fact, I'm positive. I did one of those DNA things. And it did, but it, wait, and it didn't say, sorry, no Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> it, it, I mean, it didn't specifically say that. So it didn't specifically say anybody. No. Well, no, it does. They give you like a list of other people who have taken the test or, oh, or yeah, but I don't know if he's taken the test. So to be, I guess I don't know. I think he might be. Yeah. I'll look into it. I appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> 
what are we doing today uh, <laughs> just this yeah uh, okay. just some banter yeah mm-hmm. just a little you know just want to chat with you a little bit you know to see what's up mm-hmm. uh but i figured as long as i got you here we could talk about <laughs> rounds two and three of the nfl draft uh, a Ooh. little special episode for everyone out there yeah you catfish me uh <laughs> I'm in. We can talk about the draft. We got a few few guys to talk about. We already covered round one uh, earlier in the week, and we'll be covering rounds two and three right now. Not quite as in depth. We'll be covering uh, a lot of running backs, definitely. So yeah, and like we probably well, we definitely won't be covering more than rounds two and three, just because after that, the fantasy impact really is really minute. I would say. And yeah. I mean, we there's going to be a guy somewhere back there who breaks out, but uh, it's not worth covering every player from four to seven to try and figure out who that one guy is. So, right on. Before we do all that, Justin, where can everybody find us? That's true. I forgot to bring this up on the last episode. So make sure you guys subscribe to us on YouTube because actually after this episode, the very next episode, we are giving away a Cream Hunt autographed jersey. So go ahead and get that jersey. All you have to do is subscribe and leave a comment on YouTube. But if you don't want to look at us, which I don't know why you wouldn't, you can also listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, anywhere where you listen to podcasts. And we have all social medias, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, everywhere you do social media where we are there for you why yeah i've been working was, on that all week that was quite the presentation Thank i felt you. like you were in the bathroom and we were your bathroom mirror <laughs> yeah I, i've been getting ready all week for that i wasn't i didn't quite have it perfected on the last episode so i just scratched it completely just just dropped it <laughs> yeah, just, just no can't nope. do it no, it doesn't matter. It's not important. It's not ready. It's not ready. <laughs> <laughs> not ready for the public. Right. Uh, okay. Well, uh, we do have some news to cover. Last episode, we didn't really cover news because the news was the draft. It was the first round. But we actually, we've got some signings. Uh, it's kind of like just what I was talking about for the last month and a half, basically, is we're not going to get a whole lot of information until post-draft. That's when, you know, the rocks start to settle and the guys left out start to settle in uh, with their team. So uh, we've had a few trades and a few signings. Uh, first signing to talk about is uh, Marquise Goodwin. was traded to the Eagles. Uh, clearly, to me, this is just the Eagles trying to really bolster up that, um, that wide receiver roster. Last season, it was definitely anemic. Yeah, and uh, they've been trying to get a speedy wide receiver in there. They they tried to bring back Djax last year. That that was not successful yeah. for them. So I think that's kind of that same thing. Right. Yeah, the top two wide receivers for the Eagles, while there was a lot of fantasy hype going into the season for them, even by me uh, with Alshon Jeffrey, they both were just injured the entire season, basically. So, uh yeah, they're definitely trying to bring some some guys in to help out Carson Wentz. Um, we'll and, see if it if it works. I don't know. Carson Wentz can play football. We know that. It's just including it's, a quarterback they brought in to help him. They did bring in a quarterback, <laughs> uh, which we can talk about that now if you want. Jalen yeah. Hurts. Yeah, we won't uh, be talking about it as fantasy relevance because uh, Carson Wentz is still their starting quarterback. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I hope that remains. 
to be yeah. the case. The, the, for thing, sure. the thing with them is Carson Wentz has yet to finish a season. So the backup quarterback has proven to be a very crucial role. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I would, I would take Carson Wentz in the right spot, right? I would have him on my team. I, I, I wouldn't be completely opposed to it, but yep. I also would be just as prepared for him not to be available like the Eagles are, are preparing right now. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, in, in Dynasty, he may not be a bad choice with how much Carson Wentz gets hurt because it's like, how long of a career can you have at this rate? <laughs> right. I, I mean, think he's a good quarterback. No, he, he is. He healthy. is. He's a good yeah. quarterback when he's healthy. That That's just the problem is he seems like every year it just seems it, it's yeah. sad. Yeah. Um, fantasy relevance for the wide receivers. I'm not sure who I want on this team. Probably right now, top of my list might be a good one. Uh, or it might be um, the rookie that they just drafted in the first round. Who oh, we talked about. Yeah, we just yeah. talked about him last episode Sorry. too. But um, <laughs> yeah, otherwise, I think we just need to wait for OTAs if they happen, training camp if that happens, and we'll get a whole lot more information about who's getting the majority of the snaps there uh, in the receiving core. Uh, Maparita. It's Rieger, right? Actually, what's that? It was Rieger, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, Maparita. This is actually good news, uh, I think, for Maparita and for the team he left. Uh, Maparita traded from the 49ers to the Dolphins. Uh, Maparita, talented player, uh, just dealt with injuries like we were talking about before. Definitely a fantasy-relevant player when he's healthy. The issue is he wasn't very healthy. And the 49ers have four wow. good running backs. <laughs> so um, I think this clears up the backfield a little bit in San Francisco. Still, Still kind of hairy. Yeah. There. yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, on a deeper bench, I would I would maybe roster one of those running backs and hope that I got the one that didn't get injured. But, uh, yeah, it's still kind of hairy there, but it does open it up a little bit. Maparita going to the Dolphins as long as he stays healthy I actually think that he'll be totally fantasy relevant um as maybe a third this, uh, like a flex spot yeah, this definitely back. hurts Jordan Howard there it does hurt Jordan Howard I still like Jordan Howard more than Maparita yeah but we've seen Maparita completely explode he He's insanely athletic. And that's Matt Breida's MO, come in as the underdog and take the job. It is. So we'll see how that plays out. Uh, Jordan Howard seems to – he teams never really want to make him the premier guy. He just kind of does that himself. So it'll be interesting. These two guys kind of will have to battle out there. Or I bet you it's probably just going to be a two-headed monster. But All right. Uh, some interesting news coming out of – Baltimore, it is reported that Mark Ingram will be part of a four-headed monster. Uh, a huge table of running backs that they have there. Uh, we kind of thought he would be a part of a three-headed monster going into 2019. Turned out to not necessarily be the case. He didn't get a ton of carries, but he was extremely efficient, efficient with his carries, and he found the end zone a lot. Uh, so does it, you were pretty high on Mark Ingram. Does this scare you a little bit? So I was actually higher, like Mark Ingram, I was actually a little bit lower than most people, but I was pretty high on uh, Justice Hill. And yes, <laughs> with yeah. the draft did that for me, though. Uh, it killed that value for Justice Hill to me. Uh, but I mean, 
So I, I still wish good things for him. I just it's a scary backfield at this point. I'm probably avoiding. I'm I I agree right now I'm avoiding it, but I also would like some more time to figure out how this is going to shake out a little bit because um because their the running game is so good with Lamar Jackson that whichever running back is the premier guy or the main guy or the majority of the carries or the goal line for that matter is going to be good. Uh, it's just figuring that one out. Whereas with San Francisco, I, you know, their run game is good, but I don't know the San Francisco. I feel more scared of San Francisco than I do of Baltimore, but it's still early. I want to see how it plays out in, uh, in the OTAs. I mean, both of them, <laughs> Both of them are going to have four running backs, basically. Mm -hmm. So even with Breida leaving. So it's going to be interesting there. I I think San Francisco, you're going to end up seeing one guy. Sorry. (coughs) You're going to end up seeing one guy take over the role, though. Uh, Baltimore may actually do a fort, like just rotate backs. Yeah. It'll be interesting to to see uh, how much... Um, Dobbins, who's the rookie that they drafted, how much work he actually gets. Uh, we'll see, right? He could walk out day one and fumble and then not see the field again for another four weeks. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not saying like there's no way you can touch Mark Ingram. It's just something to definitely think about. And, you know, if it comes down to him or another running back around his uh, tier, probably take the other guy because you don't have to worry about three other and running backs trying to take his job. Mark Ingram is, I believe 31 right now, mm-hmm. uh, turning 32 this season. So he's pretty much hitting that spot where the long-term running backs are starting to die off. Yeah. Uh, he's definitely a long, long time running back, long time successful. But if I, if we had to predict when he would start to go downhill, it would be now. So, um, Jameis Winston, this is crazy. This is actually crazy to me. Jameis Winston, there was talk of Jameis getting a deal uh, months, uh, like three months ago with Tampa Bay before Tom Brady signed there. Like it could have been a max deal for a guy that threw 30 interceptions and 30 touchdowns. He signs uh, a $1.1 million one year deal with the Saints uh, with $3.4 million in possible incentives. Yeah, it's pretty wild, man. Jameis, he's good, except turning the ball over. Everything else is very, very good. Yeah, no, I can... Oh, are you there? Yeah, sorry. Uh, (laughs) Sleeping. No, uh, I was replying to a message I had received from work. Oh, okay. But, yeah, no, I completely agree with you. He's, like, he's a talented wide receiver, or wide receiver quarterback, but... Uh, I think he's kind of doing what uh, we just saw from Teddy Bridgewater coming in to replace uh, Breeze when Breeze retires. Uh, Bridgewater ended up getting a – that worked out great for him. Yeah. So maybe that's what he's trying to do, just stay there until after he retires and step into a starting role again. Yeah, maybe. Uh, It could also be that Drew Breeze is done after this year. Yeah. And they're hoping, hey, we might land Jameis and might be able to help him – throw 12 interceptions instead of 30 uh because he would have been very very good last year had he only thrown 12 interceptions so uh staying with the same team in the same position Taysom Hill uh 
agrees to a uh, what was it a five is it a five year deal with the Saints? Yeah, I believe so. Which he also got paid quite a bit for that. That 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 was kind of interesting for me uh, because it's like they basically have. Well, I mean, they have three quarterbacks in I, I guess in quotes. Yeah. Uh, with but, uh, Taysom. So the interesting thing about Taysom is it sounds like they're going to, he's going to be designated as a tight end slash flex in fantasy going forward. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. Yeah, um, ESP in on ESPN you'll be allowed to use him as a tight end or flex spot. Yeah, which is pretty cool. He racked up uh, nineteen catches for two hundred thirty six yards and six touchdowns while also rushing for 156 yards. He would have finished as a tight end 22. So uh, not quite like fantasy relevant, but he's knocking on the door, especially if they start to use him more that way, which I think they will. Yeah, and I haven't looked it up, but I'm sure the the point differential from the tight end 22 to the tight end, let's say 12, probably isn't a huge number. Yeah, probably probably not gigantic, yeah. So uh, could be seeing some interesting plays out of the backfield there in the Saints. It, I mean, Drew Brees didn't really show a whole lot of slowing down, right? He had the injury, but they might bring Jameis in every once in a while. They might. I mean, there's no reason why they aren't willing to do so. They, they've been doing it with Taysom Hill for his whole career, and they're going to continue doing that. Maybe this is a way that they give Drew Brees a little bit of, um, I don't know, time off every now and then. So Yeah. Uh, but do not go draft Jameis. No, don't do that. Please don't. don't. Go dra- Unless you're in like a two quarterback league and you want to stash him as like your third or fourth quarterback. Yeah, or you're in a dynasty, then yeah. I'm okay with that. Um, and then last report here coming out of Green Bay was that Matt LaFleur, the head coach of the Packers, this is he's going into his second year, has had enough of Aaron Rodgers' act. That is the exact quote. He's had enough of his act. Uh that's kind of interesting. I, you know, I don't, it, it wasn't the Matt LaFleur that said this. It was Bob McGinn of the athletic who reported it. So who knows exactly what the quote was, but this is a quote that was given. I don't know, man, what Aaron Rodgers, I've heard this quite a bit is like Aaron Rodgers has a lot of issue with authority or something, right. Or, or coaches don't like coaching him. But yeah, I don't we see it on the field. Like, I know like, that's the crazy part because he's not like one of those players that's like throwing stuff on the field and like causing a scene, yelling at the coach. You know? Yeah. So I don't know. Like maybe, maybe this is pure specula- speculation, but maybe Aaron Rodgers being called the greatest quarterback playing right now for a really long time or the most talented actually went to his head, and he's a huge jerk in the locker room, but. <laughs> I don't I he's just trolling the coach as the cro- coach is up there like breaking down film and stuff. Yeah. I mean it it would be news to me. So uh <laughs> kind of interesting. It, it Yeah, and the other thing is you don't really hear it from the other players. Right. Yeah, you don't. It, uh, it's just the coach. The coach I, is. I would be blown away, absolutely blown away if Aaron Rodgers got sat at any point this season. For yeah. Jordan Love. Uh, or traded. Or traded, yeah. And if he gets traded, that team is infinitely better. There are, there are very few the, teams the team in the NFL. The team he goes to. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There are very few teams in the NFL where if they got Aaron Rodgers, they wouldn't be 
it like uh, immensely better. Yeah, an instant playoff team. Yeah, it, you know, it's like Pat Mahomes and probably Lamar Jackson. I think I would have Aaron Rodgers as an NFL franchise over pretty much everyone else. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Um, okay, that's all the news I had to talk about. You got some news that we don't really care about? I do. So for news no one cares about, I mean, I'm going to keep with this, uh, you know, greatest quarterback talk you were talking about. Tom Brady uh, mm-hmm. did not break any rules, it's reported, when he went and got the playbook last yeah. week. Or last month, sorry. Yeah. Uh, yep. But he did go into the house without knocking, which is just kind of weird. I uh, Every time I hear something about Tom Brady breaking rules or even the Patriots for that matter. I know Tom Brady's not a Patriot anymore, but I automatic, like there's this like weird thing in my head where it's like, okay, is this a witch hunt because people hate the Patriots and Tom Brady and they just really want him to get in trouble or is Tom Brady just always up to something? Yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm I'm right on board with you. It's the same thing for me. It's like every time something happens, I'm like, man, people just hate him, but also they cheat. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, like I don't know, whatever. Anyways, yeah. uh, I don't want to talk about it. Uh, I, speaking of you not wanting to talk about it, this next guy, Tim Tebow, who uh, <laughs> Tim Tebow was raving about Tua's potential in Miami. Ooh, I'm down on Tua. <laughs> yeah, you just yeah, w- won me over right now. Tua, it's about time to go try baseball, buddy. <laughs> Maybe you should be a tight end. <laughs> After that, you're going to go and you're just going to cast for college football. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I mean, right back to what you were talking about, though. Brett Favre said he doesn't see Aaron Rodgers retiring as a Packer. I mean, how could he? Yeah, but I feel like Brett Favre, point... though, this this was more kind of like he was, you know, he still, he never got over how they replaced him with with Rodgers. That and, was his fault too. Yeah, he was super upset about it and like so I think this kind of like Sierra same things happening to you. Yeah. Okay. That's how I saw it when yeah. I read it just like Favre's like, "Look, it wasn't me. It's the organization and now you see it." <laughs> I'm sorry, but nobody no, that came, was different. Nobody but Brett Favre came out of that situation looking bad. Yeah. The, the Brett Favre's like, "I'm retiring. I'm not." I'm retiring. And the Packers are like, stay retired. And he's like, no, I want to come back now. It's like, no, we're good. Yeah, we've moved on. We've been down that road. And he was still good, right? Brett Favre was still good after that. But yeah, so was Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even uh, better. What next? Last thing. Roger Goodell not taking a salary during the pandemic to try and uh, help the NFL save money. Oh boy! I, I mean, we we love to hate on Goodell. Like we really, really love to hate on him. It, it's a lot it. of fun. I love but it. I'm, I actually I'm... respect this. I'm like, good for him. Now, honestly, when I first read this, I was like, man, I hope I click on this and see he decided to donate his salary to something that helps people. And it, it wasn't that he just gave it up to help the NFL. Uh, so <laughs> the NFL just keeps that money. I'm sorry. Anytime he does something right, which is very rarely it's like having a cat that poops on the floor all the time 
And then he used the litter box like once a month or, or something. And you just celebrate. You're like, oh, you're such a good cat. He's the best cat. He does everything right. Don't worry about it. And then he poops on the floor again the next day. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for him to poop on the floor again. It's going to happen. Some player is going to beat the ever-living quack out of his girlfriend and Roger and Goodell's or child. Or, and or child, and Roger Goodell is going to be like, mm, you can't play for three weeks. <laughs> Three-hour suspension. Yeah, you still, get, <laughs> no, no, you still get your money. Don't worry about that. Yeah, yeah. you just can't play. <laughs> you you can't hang out with the team this this next week first week day monday yeah. you can't hang out with the team after that you're good though yeah after hey and let this hey let this be a lesson to you hope you yeah hope you learned your man. lesson there okay enough uh, of that yeah that that's enough of that let's get into some draft talk perry let's get into it All you right. got a list right yeah i got the list here so the first guy i'm gonna go in order of where they were drafted so the first guy was the very first pick of the second round uh and i i really like this guy i was actually hoping the four niners picked him in the first round with their second pick but that's wide receiver t higgins yeah uh he ended up going to the Bengals. uh good i mean another like good wide receiver there uh, solid guy that this wide receiver class was was deep uh it was. it was a really good wide receiver class yeah aj green's there he's turning 32 this year and uh i think he's had a couple health issues yeah I, I, <laughs> our hearts go out to his ankle yeah uh he hasn't stayed healthy uh for a season in like i think 10 seasons now somewhere around there um but you know what's funny uh, is T. Higgins reminds me a lot of A.J. Green. Like, T. Higgins is a really good 50-50 ball guy. A.J. Green's a really, really good 50-50 ball guy. Yeah. It might be – he. this could be really good to work under A.J. Green for a little while. And, get, like, and Tyler Boyd. And Tyler Boyd. Yeah, Tyler Boyd's good too, but – yeah. I mean, Tyler Boyd was never A.J. Green, and I don't think he'll ever be A.J. Green. No, no, they're they're different but, types of players, but, it, I mean, they're going to be mutual benefic- mutually beneficial to each other. Yeah. Uh, and this will be good for the inevitable of A.J. Green going down with an ankle injury and him in coming the preseason. in. Yeah, to fill that that spot. And then uh, I'll, spend, I'll spend an entire offseason and half a regular season reminding all of you that A.J. Green will not be playing again. And I'm going to pick him up and drop him every other week and be upset with myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, T. Higgins, in all honesty, I really do believe that he will be fantasy relevant at some point this season. Whether that takes uh, Joe Burrow getting comfortable, T. Higgins getting comfortable, or AJ Green going down, or one of the other receivers going down. I'm not really sure which that'll be. Probably a combination of all three. Uh, but I think he will be fantasy relevant at some point this season. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, especially that uh, that offense is going to be much improved from last year. So there's going to be points to be had. And I mean, Tyler Boyd did great last year under uh, anemic uh offense so i definitely think there's going to be room for two wide receivers to eat this year with an improved offense yeah for sure it 
Should be interesting. I'm excited. I'm excited for the Bengals. I think that they are going to be better, significantly better than last year. Yeah, it's interesting. The, I, I don't expect like the Bengals or Browns to be the worst team in the NFL this year. So that'll be like yeah. a weird change. It will be a weird change. <laughs> uh, uh, who's the next guy on the list? Next guy is the very next pick. Uh, DeAndre Swift, running back out of Alabama. Yep. Huh? Michael Pittman. Oh, sorry. I thought we, <laughs> I scrolled right past You just right got excited because we drafted yeah. DeAndre Swift. In yeah, we actually just did. Yeah, Michael, <laughs> which is, I was right with the very next pick. Uh, right. Michael Pittman, uh, he's out of USC, uh, 6'4", 223 pounds. So he's a big wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he went to, um, I'm sorry, the Indianapolis Colts. I, I messed myself all up with this. Uh, yeah. You did. Yeah. So this has been embarrassing. I know it. What also messed me up is I was reading my notes and I saw Philip Rivers. So I really wanted to say he went to the Chargers just because I'm like, oh, Philip Rivers charge. Oh, no, no, that is not what happened. Yeah, that's Uh, that's no longer a thing. Yeah. So he's a bigger body wide receiver. I'm excited for this because you got T.Y. Hilton there uh, and Zach Pascal. This definitely hurts Pascal's. uh, Yeah. uh, Value and fantasy. Uh, but he, I think this is going to be great for uh, the. I mean, the Colts as a whole. He's a good wide receiver. That Ty is going to draw that double coverage. He should be able to get open uh, underneath easier. Yeah, uh, we'll be talking about another guy that went to the Colts here shortly. Yeah, but I, I really think the Colts had a really good late or like second, middle draft. Yeah, second yeah, second round. round in general, second and third round. Uh, yeah. I think Michael Pittman is going to be fantasy relevant uh probably pretty early this season i think that they might put him in at special teams a little bit he was a pretty good special teams player at college uh in usc but he's also a very physical gifted wide receiver he'll be very good and philip rivers throwing him the ball is definitely not a bad thing even if it is only for a season or two like i've already done a few dynasty drafts because i'm insane um but I've seen him falling like he he seems to kind of be that forgotten wide receiver. He does there, yeah. so uh, he's a guy you might be able to get a little bit later in in some dynasty uh, drafts. I, I recommend in dynasty, uh, maybe towards the later rounds of a normal draft. Like this isn't a guy you're going to reach up for in, for in the top probably yeah. half of your draft. Yeah, I do think um, uh, while the first round wide receivers, I'm probably more excited about. Uh, yeah. fantasy wise i do think that this kid has the physicality that he'll need to transfer to the nfl to deal with the more physical larger meaner i mean in fact cornerbacks the guys that kind of push those those young smaller kids around i don't think they're going to really be able to do it with michael Pittman. so he, yeah. he could transition pretty well and so i i like I, I think t higgins is the more talented wide receiver between the two of these guys but i like his landing spot more so i think yeah. he'll have more fantasy relevance than t higgins i'd rather have Pittman than higgins and mm-hmm. uh that that's a big thing like why i always people are like oh before the draft when they're asking me who i like i'm like i'm waiting to see what team they go to because i'm not going to tell you i like this guy more and then he goes somewhere where he's not relevant yeah yeah uh like a jordan love um so let's move on yeah next player is the again the very next pick i promise we're not going through every pick in this draft one by one i don't want to keep you guys here all day or night depending on when you're watching this 
But it's uh, DeAndre Swift, which I started to mention. Uh, he's uh, out of Georgia, 212-pound uh, running back. Uh, and he went to the Detroit Lions. I'm just going to stop right now and say he is now probably my favorite rookie running back. He is my fantasy. he's my carry on Johnson from two years ago. I, <laughs> uh, this kid's good. We talked about him uh, yeah. in our our rookie or pre draft running back episode, and this kid is good. I'm really excited about DeAndre Swift. Yeah, he was my second favorite running back uh, pre draft, like just pure talent wise and, and uh, NFL ready, yeah. and. I actually, I still think, I, I still think that he's my second favorite here as well. Yeah, uh, he can run between the tackles really well. He gets to the outside easily. He can pass and, catch, and he's got the elite pass catching skills. Uh, the comps that I'm reading right now and that I've heard are Christian McCaffrey and Alvin Kamara, uh, both incredible running yeah. backs, not, fantasy relevant. Not a bad back. person, be com- bad yeah. people be compared to, you know. Yeah, uh, Matthew Stafford injured all last season, uh, so I think he goes a little forgotten. But he is a very good quarterback, uh, NFL quarterback, and he produces for fantasy. He was on par for to be a top five quarterback going into last season before he's injured. This is not a yeah. one man show with DeAndre Swift. They have weapons. They have talent on that team. He's just going to fit in really well. No, especially I... especially because Carryon Johnson can't stay healthy. Yeah, for sure. It's so sad. I love that guy. Yeah. Uh, but I'm I'm a little bit upset with you talk, talking down about my guy uh, Blow over there. Blow? Blow? <laughs> the the backup quarterback for No, Detroit. I know. I'm just waiting for the punchline. <laughs> no, that was the punchline. Oh, okay. I thought so. I thought yeah. so. <laughs> Gosh. Uh, All right. Let's uh So the next one is my, my the running back I like the most actually in this draft with his landing spot liked him the most prior to the draft and that's jonathan taylor uh he's coming out of wisconsin running back he landed on the colts uh i think he's going to take over that backfield from marlon mack um and he's like this dude is an animal between the tackles especially Uh, he just runs people over he's quick he can cut I, i i love this dude and I, I really like Jonathan Taylor as well. He was my favorite going into the draft. I just like where Swift landed more. I I, I agree with you that Jonathan Taylor is going to take Marlon Mack's job, but I think we're probably – that's probably not going to happen until at least the halfway mark, maybe three-quarters of the way through the season, unless Mack gets injured or something like that, right? Of course, then, then Jonathan Taylor would jump up my board. But I think Jonathan Taylor – I think Mar- they're still pretty committed to Marlon Mack. At least they want him involved. Uh, so Jonathan Taylor will get work, but I think Swift will get more of it. Yeah, I just I, I think like so for me like Philip Rivers loves throwing the ball to his running backs too, and uh, Taylor definitely is great at is a is a good pass catcher. He's not as good as Swift. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but I think he he'll get work there as well. Uh, and I, I think that, uh, carry on's gonna continue to, to steal carries all season. Like, I think they're going to rotate them to try and keep carry on healthy is my problem with Swift. Uh, 
I, uh, as I, I think Jonathan Taylor could take that three down thing eventually. While, while that line of thinking normally makes sense when you're talking about Carryon Johnson, that team, even when Carryon's been healthy, has shown that they're not willing to commit to him as the the guy. I feel like oh, they no, don't I'm not like him for some that. reason. No, <laughs> yeah. I know. I, I feel like they don't like him for some reason, though. And, and I feel like any excuse to not give him the ball and give him the opportunity, they've jumped at it. Yeah, my and my so, fear is that their coach just doesn't like to win. <laughs> Matt Patricia, please. Yeah, so maybe uh, he will give carry on the job now that Swift is there because yeah. he just doesn't want to win. I think bottom line, <laughs> I would be happy to own either of these guys. Probably not as my number one running back. No. Uh, and honestly, you could probably get these guys as like your third running back in a lot of leagues pretty easily. And I think if you had either one of them as you're your third gonna running back, yeah, you're going to be real happy. Um, okay, let's move on. Next, I think this is actually our only uh, first and only tight end here. Uh, and that's Cole. I, uh, I'm going to make a, a stab at this name, Perry. Commit. It's K Kemet K M E T. I think Kemet. Yeah, I'm horrible with names. I I butcher them all the time, so it's probably great that I'm the one reading off all these guys' names. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) (laughs) it'll at least be for it's for entertainment value, guys. (laughs) Uh, He's a 262 pound tight end out of Notre Dame. Uh, He got drafted to the Chicago Bears, who have a need at the position, as well as many other offensive positions like quarterback. Um, This makes it hard for me with uh, any sort of fantasy relevance, just because I don't know who's throwing him the ball week one. Uh, I probably won't be targeting this guy, even though he is the, I mean, he was my number one tight end in this draft. Uh, so I, I think he's extremely talented. I just don't know what's going to happen with him. So I'm not taking that risk at a, a position like tight end. So um, I will also not be taking that risk, but for a different reason. Uh, I agree that who knows who's throwing him the ball and whether or not that person's Mitchell Trubisky. And <laughs> it, I don't think it really matters. I think that he probably will not suffer because the quarterback's bad, right? He won't be bad because the quarterback's bad. I think he'll be bad because it's hard to play tight end in the NFL as a rookie. That's true. I'm not saying it's not impossible, right? Yeah. We've seen it. But and if there is a guy in this draft that could do it, it's probably Cole. I'm just not willing to bet on a rookie tight end. So yeah, norm. So you guys know out there, most tight ends, uh, like they they look at breakout years by position. Third. Yeah, like so you year. can look at like how long it takes each position. Tight ends, the longest breakout period from when they come in the NFL, and it's yeah. usually year three or or further. So yeah. uh, that's it's always rough taking a shot on a tight end in any sort of league. That includes dynasty. Like I would rather try and trade for this guy after year one when he just had a horrible year and I could get him for a lot cheaper than where he was drafted. Yeah. And, uh, I also want to point out that this season is probably one of the deepest seasons we've seen for a tight end in a long, long time. You don't really need to take risks on rookie tight ends this season. You just don't. Uh, yeah. so, um, you know, dynasty definitely should be owned. Definitely should be owned in Dynasty. Yeah, but uh, like I was saying, like I would rather just not draft him and then try and trade for him after maybe even halfway through the season or later, sure. where you could get him for even cheaper than where he was drafted. 
But I mean, if you're in a dynasty league like we're in, Justin, where it's 16 teams and your bench is gigantic, there there's plenty of room in my bench for somebody like this. Yeah. There is. So yeah. uh, it's just that's kind of league dependent. If you're in a 10 team league, Justin's and, probably right. And how your team is too, how your team's built. Like you know, yeah. everyone's team is different. If you're already like sitting pretty good at tight end, I'm probably not taking a chance on it. Sure. Okay. Uh, the next guy. So this guy, I. It's a wide receiver, Chase Claypool. Uh, he, 238 out of Notre Dame, 238 pounds out of Notre Dame. He uh, went to the Steelers. So I don't expect this guy to have a huge fantasy impact, but I do expect him to hurt all those number two wide receivers in uh, for the Steelers. It, it's kind of like we are talking about with like San Francisco's running back core where they have too many mouths to feed for there to be one guy to like step forward. And I think that's kind of what we're going to see with the second wide receiver for the Steelers. Um, yeah, yeah, that I think you're right. But I do think by the end of the season, we're going to have one uh, that we can count on. I just don't know which one that's going to be. Yeah, exactly. There, there's three options for it right now. Four. There's four options for it right now. Uh, and I, yeah, I just don't know who that's going to be. I think by the end of the season, we'll know uh, and we'll be happy about who that is and we'll be playing them for sure. But it could be Chase Claypool. It also might not be Chase Claypool. He might just be a special teams guy all, all rookie season. So yeah. um, it'll well, be probably not a guy I'm, I'm taking yeah. a shot on. Yeah, it's going to be really hard for me to say uh, definitively who we should be taking in Pittsburgh's wide receiver court other than Juju. So, uh, yeah, it's tough. You're right. But I think the difference between the 49ers backfield and the receivers of the Steelers is we'll, we'll have an answer by the end of the season. I don't know if we'll have one for the Niners. Yeah, after the 49ers, because all of those guys are going to get injured, but one of them. <laughs> That's what <laughs> they do. Maybe. <laughs> uh, the, the next guy is a running, a running back out of Florida State. That's uh, Cam Akers. He went to the L.A. Rams. Uh, he, yeah. yeah, great running back. Uh pretty good landing spot on yeah. like i feel bad though because like we we're both talking on our sleepers episode about Daryl henderson Again. and yeah there there goes that that's the way she goes bud yeah it's the way she goes it's the way of the road <laughs> if you guys got that reference you should leave a comment i'll we'll, we'll have to give up come up with some surprise if you got that reference yeah, it, but so Cam Akers, though, he's a completely, like, viable running back there. Uh, he had two 1,000-yard rushing seasons in college, which is great. And, uh, like, I, I just expect this guy's, like, he's super quick, explosive player. And he, he's going to be he's gonna be a, f- a fantasy viable guy. Yeah, I think. Depending uh, on the week. In, in PPR, I would be really okay with him probably in a flex spot. The guy can catch the ball really, really well. He's a pass catcher, third down running back. Uh, he'll probably be doing a lot of that and then working into more of a, a ball carrier role. Uh, but on a team that should have an explosive offense, the running back that's catching the ball at the backfield is usually pretty good fantasy-wise. So, And on uh, this team in particular, right? it's proven to be. right. Uh, Todd Gurley. Back to Danny Woodhead. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, this is the Rams. Oh, buddy. the Rams. Sorry. Uh, 
<laughs> wrong wrong uh, LA team. Todd Gurley definitely had a lot of success catching the ball in the backfield. I'm not saying Cam Akers is Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley did it all. But Cam Akers could be the the pass catching that Todd Gurley was. Man, and I hate they, the, the Rams yeah. uh, logo. <laughs> I always think it's the Chargers logo. Yeah, it is terrible. Oh, man, that messed me up so bad. Um, yeah, it, he and yeah, there's definitely he's definitely going to get some work back there. So I, I'm excited to to see him. Uh, play this yeah. season i think he's a fantasy viable uh running back for sure yeah yeah i was what i'm like man why did i write todd Gurley's name down so much when i'm talking about the chargers <laughs> i don't know justin it's crazy yeah it's so weird uh it's almost like this isn't the chargers uh the next guy we got is uh oh shoot i got uh Dobbins. yeah who we already talked about <laughs> so i'm like yeah. oh shoot we already covered this guy yeah. Uh, we we talked about him quite Briefly. a bit, yeah. Uh, beforehand, uh, he's coming out of Ohio State, uh, running back, going to Baltimore. We uh, we mentioned it quite a bit, and and kind of what was going on with him. Uh, you want to cover it anymore? I, I was just going to say that I really like J.K. Dobbins. Who you know earlier in the offseason when we were talking about the you know rookie running backs coming in. He's a workhorse running back. You know, he's one of those guys that's capable of doing all three downs. The landing spot is the problem here. Like, you know, we were talking yeah, about exactly earlier. why we, we said, know exactly yeah. why, right? You know, had he landed somewhere where the backfield was his or his to take, which it's not. I'm sorry, it's not his to take at the moment. It's just not probably going to happen. I would have been very excited for J.K. Dobbins. Yeah, in a um, dynasty, this could uh, like I love this. I yeah, love yeah. this pick for dynasty because I think. He emerges as the heir to Mark Ingram from this backfield. Yeah. Uh, I, had he landed somewhere like Tampa Bay, I oh, would. That's what I was thrilled. hoping for so bad. Thrilled I, if he went somewhere like Tampa Bay, but he didn't. So uh, we're going to have to probably wait a little while to see how good J.K. Dobbins actually could be. Yeah. Uh, our next guy is a wide receiver. Uh, I really like this wide receiver as well. I was super surprised to how late this guy fell. Yeah, he uh, went a long way down the board. Yeah, two hundred seven pound wide receiver out of Baylor, six foot three, uh, and that's Denzel Mims. Uh, ended up on the New York Jets. Uh, Robbie Anderson left the Jets this season. They they needed some pass catchers there. They needed a, a, a wide receiver or two or three. You, you know who I think this is like an immediate replacement for hmm. is Quincy Anunua. Yeah. Very similar to Quincy Anunua. And Quincy Anunua, Anunua was good. He just always hurt. Yeah, he's still uh, there. He's still there. Yeah. I don't I don't think he'll be relevant yeah. anymore. But man, had he stayed healthy, he'd be a very good fantasy wide receiver. And I think Denzel Mims is very similar. Large, good hands, huge playmaking ability. I I like Denzel Mims even uh, as a Jet, for sure. Like I I I think that because I think there's definite opportunity for like in that wide receiver core for him to emerge as the number one wide receiver. Yeah, by the end of the season, that could definitely happen. Yeah, and so like you could be looking at a situation like uh, uh, McLaurin from Washington last year, mm-hmm. uh, where he isn't on a great team. But he, for fantasy purposes, he was amazing for you. Uh, yeah. So that that's like 
that's a situation you could look at for for Mims here. I'm not saying that that is for sure going to be the situation. I'm not drafting him as if that's the situation. Right. But it, it's a possibility, so I, I like him uh, for fantasy purposes. As do I, definitely. All right, the, the next guy we got here is um, we got, oh, this is the running back that did end up going to Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got Vaughn. Uh, he uh, It's on with Vaughn. <laughs> I'm trying to pull up my, my notes on him. I'd go to the next page. There we go. Um, yeah, so we had Rojo there. Everyone was getting hyped for Rojo uh, this offseason. I wasn't. A lot of people are getting hyped for Rojo. I would have loved, I mean, I would have been hyped on Rojo if they didn't bring in a running back, but. I wasn't. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, sure. I, I guess I technically I would have to look at it like logically and, and been excited about it. <laughs> but. You're like, I on. guess I have to look. He's literally never done anything for me to be oh. like, he's going to be good. No. So for me, I mean, it's not that I'm looking like, oh, he suddenly got more talented. No, it's like he has no competition at this job. That's true. You're gonna have to give him the ball. But that's, I mean, that's how they they played all all uh, all 2019. Was one guy was the guy for the whole game. Yeah. And Ronald Jones most of the time was just a guy out there, and Jameis Winston was just throwing the ball 150 times a game. Yeah, which I mean. I'm, that, listen, that's accurate but i tom, tom, tom brady, brady being there the game their game has to it. change I, yeah. I understand that but i still like i i look the situation's great therefore situation's great he would be the only running back and it's funny we're talking about this because it's not even happening anymore but <laughs> i therefore i would have to say but i'm okay, excited I for Keyshawn here i am too yeah because <laughs> he's also one thing that makes it hard for these rookie running backs to get on the field is pass blocking and that is very important when your quarterback's name is Tom Brady. So the fact that Keyshawn Vaughn is a good pass blocker is going to get him on this field and he's going to get like find himself in some more like situations to get a dump off pass from Tom Brady and things Dion like Lewis. that. Yeah. So th- this is great. And uh, like the, the coach absolutely loves this guy. So yeah. Uh, I, I expect him to definite. I expect him to take Rojo's job. Um, uh, I, I guess. Uh, Ro- yes. I, of course he will. No, not so much take his job. I expect Rojo to deliver his job to him. Yeah. But- <laughs> yeah. This is. I mean, that's happening. That's happening. Yeah. That. It, the, I guess part wasn't that he's gonna take it. It's like, does he need to take it? Like, it's. I, I, Rojo's gonna give it to him. Yes. <laughs> yes all right we got oh, one more yeah and i was wrong i said we only had one tight end on our list that was just in the second round that's what i meant guys uh so the in the third round the tight end uh this tight end it's another one who i think has a possibility to be fantasy relevant in this system uh again it's a rookie tight end so maybe not take a, a huge shot on him but that's Devin. i see i see i see i see a sciacy i don't i actually don't know yeah i i know i cannot say it right (laughs) i really like the first one i see i see what do you see justin i see i see (laughs) uh i'm just gonna call him that all season now though um even after i learned to pronounce it 
All right. Why do you like him? Uh, well, because he's going into a system that likes to utilize the tight end. Uh, Tom Brady's leaving there, but the coach is still the same coach. Uh, so they're going to utilize the tight end position. Now, again, this is a rookie tight end. So, I mean, he may have quite a, a, a large drop percent, which you'll see a lot with these rookie tight ends. And he's going to struggle to learn the offense because this is not a simple offense to learn. Uh, so I, I do expect it to be like him to improve after year one. This may not be a great year for him, but he he will. There will be weeks where he's fantasy relevant, where he'll be uh, a tight end one. Yeah, yeah, I I do I agree. Just just the landing spot in the system is perfect. Yeah, and he's a talented tight end, not the best tight end in the class, but talented enough to take advantage of this system. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, and there's plenty of other players that went here. I just like don't think a lot of them were fantasy relevant uh, further not, not in yet. the draft. Yeah, I mean, we'll be able to tell more as we start seeing scouting reports on these guys and start reading into uh, just like what how they're doing, how they're connecting and, yeah. and learning the offenses they went to. Yeah, uh, we need we need the beat reporters out there at training cap. We need training cap to ha- happen, and we'll have a lot more answers. Yeah, and hopefully it does happen. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, that should cover all of our our uh, coverage of the draft. I'm excited to start getting more into these players as we start watching their ADPs hit and like yeah. where, where they're landing in drafts, so we could uh, talk a little bit more. Because like right now, I could tell you I love a player until I see his ADP and I'm like, Oh my God, I do not love him that much. Yeah. So and Justin on Saturday, you and I for the next episode, will be doing another mock draft to start seeing where rookies. these guys fit in. Yeah. So that'll be exciting. Cause rookies will be in there. We know what team they're on. So yep. yeah. Uh, and well, yeah, I'm excited to see everyone there. It'll be good. I'm excited. All right, everybody. We love you. Subscribe. We love you. Stay safe. Subscribe. Subscribe. Goodbye.